Well, go back and listen to all the Marcy episode. We do different things from, t- you know, last time you were on Marcy. Yes. Was the greatness of the cheap ass stuff. Oh. And the fake jacket ever. Duster meets uh, eight mile hoodie. <laughs> rocks man yes the photos we shared on instagram were a huge hit <laughs> of you modeling such <laughs> the smelly jacket you like to call it smelly yes coat, smelly, smelly coat. hat. hey so i got home after that yeah. she made me wash the back of my truck out with soap yeah that was horrible yeah. it was it was the truck yeah. he had manure it, in it was it one the time. truck it I was the truck was, i think it was the dollar store jacket yeah <laughs> <laughs> Hi, this is Ben Mead, and I'm a big-ass runner from Olympia, Washington. Welcome to the Big-Ass Runner Podcast, where we entertain and encourage trail runners from all over the world. Now, here's your host, Jeff, the Clydesdale Herald. Well, thank you, Ben. You are quite the hype man and also amazing podcaster. Ben has his own podcast called Chasing cutoffs. I would highly recommend that. Several podcasts I would recommend in the running space. Lots of good ones, including Ben's and of course, Hillary Spires, Trail Running Women. Check that out as well. Well, welcome to the Big Ass Runner episode number 115. I'm your host, Jeff Harrell. Thank you so much for joining me. We have, I say this every week, I mean it every week. I believe we have an awesome, awesome show for you today. In segment number one, One of our favorite people, one of our favorite companies, because they make some of our favorite products, Sarah Vandernoot is back. She is the owner, designer, sole practitioner, (laughs) entrepreneur, lots of words to describe Sarah. Amazing would be one of them of Vanderjacket. A lot of us have Vanderjackets. And you're going to hear from Sarah about the care and thought she puts into her designs, the inspiration behind them, and some of the latest things that she's got going on. And I love bringing Sarah on because she is a runner and she is also just such a great person, but is also creating unique works of art, which I think trail runners are themselves. I feel like of, of the running community, trail runners are unique pieces of art. So you're going to enjoy that. And in segment number two, she's back. Everyone's favorite, Marcy Baser. And I'm telling you, this is a segment you do not want to miss because I think Marcy missed her calling as an improv comedian because I'm going to tell you right now, none of what we talk about was scripted. This is all improv. She is hilarious. You're going to love it. That's segment number two. But first, I want to share a couple of things. I like to share from time to time some things that are happening in my life. Like I shared on the show before, I had a a bit of a rough summer, had some foot issues, didn't run nearly as much, battled some gout, and then had the, the truck accident, which by the way, truck was officially totaled and finally settled with the insurance company. I'm trying to pick out my next vehicle. If you have any ideas, I'm doing my research. I've got some time because I'm actually driving my son's car because he's at college right now. And so I could drive his car 
while he's at college. So I've got a few months to do some research. So if you have an opinion, I'm kind of leaning towards a Tacoma or perhaps a Gladiator, something four-wheel drive, because I do not want to have a two-wheel drive truck after the last, after this accident. So if you have ideas, send them my way. But had a bit of a rough summer. And, and honestly, and it's not about size or, or weight, but I did add some pounds this summer that is kind of slowing me down a little bit. Just got me out of my routine and didn't have a big race to train for in the summer. And so, again, just kind of kind of got into a little bit of a funk, quite honestly. And I think if you guys know Steven, Steven was part of the show early on and we hope to have him back from time to time. But he he and I run together still a lot. And he is a huge proponent of Orange Theory. Now, we love cross-training. I do Peloton. I do other things, some weightlifting. I know a lot of you do the same. And Orange Theory, I'd done one several years ago. I'd done CrossFit for a long time and just felt like I aged out. It was really kind of getting hard on my joints and things. And finally decided to give Orange Theory a try about a month ago. And I got to tell you, I love it. And here's why. Because the class, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but the class is an hour long. Half of it is basically treadmill, cardio. The other half is weights, flexibility, and rowing. And for trail runners, it is, I feel like, almost created for trail runners because you get you get the vert and the high heart rate, go back to lower heart rate on the tread, then you move into the weights, and it's all about you know s- squats and core and flexibility. And it, I feel like, is perfect for trail runners. And I got to tell you, when the last thing you'll hear in the shout out and kudos, a little sneak preview, Steven is running his best right now after having done Orange Theory now for quite a while. I know you can replicate that in the gym. I know there's you people out there right now going, you don't have to join a, a class like Orange Theory. Totally true. What I found for me is I enjoy just showing up to a class and have someone tell me what to do. Just you know, follow along. Here's the workout. I don't put any thought into it. I go to the gym. I get a little intimidated by some of the people in there. I know I shouldn't, but I do. And have a harder time. But man, Orange Theory, you jump in. It is getting the heart rate up, getting the heart rate down, back up. It is, I feel like, perfect for trail runners. So I'm really excited to work that into my programming as I work toward the fall and a race that we have at the end of this month at Lake Murray. By the way, join us out at Lake Murray if you can make it. It's in Oklahoma. I think there's still some spots available. Marcy Bazer will be there at one of the aid stations. My wife, Allison, me, Timmy Time, Steven, my son, Hayden. It's going to be a great time. So I just thought I would share feeling better, getting a little bit more trim, getting a little bit lighter. Orange Series is part of that. Certainly the trails are part of that. The running community is part of that. Signed up for a race, did a shorter race this past weekend. That's certainly part of that. But feeling like I'm getting out of the workout funk, heading the right direction. Just thought I'd share. Well, with that, let's get going on episode number 115 for the Big Ass Runner. We want the fun. Gotta get that fun. We want the fun. Gotta get that fun. 
Well, now joining me on the Big Ass Runner Hotline is Sarah Vandernoot. Sarah, welcome back to the show. Hey, hey, Jeff. It's so good to be back. Thanks for having me. Of course. It's, it's been too long, and you know, you're one of our, our favorite guests. We love what you do. We love you, You know your, your vision, <laughs> your creativity, all the things that you do. And it's been a little while since you've been on, so I would love sure. for you to start with just telling us a little bit about you and your company, Vanderjacket. Yeah, I'm, I'd love to. My name is Sarah Vandernote. As you said, my company is Vanderjacket, and we are based in Denver. Um, I've had this company for coming up on 11 years, and I've just grown it slowly. We are intensely focused on producing our jackets in Denver, and I have kind of two classes of jackets that we're known for. One is just a series of original jackets that I make one at a time. It's just a one and done. And we use local fabric remnants. We design everything with a runner in mind. And the second kind of line of jackets we have is called the Denver Micro Line. And these are my designs, which I created after making around like 700. No, I think I made a thousand actually. Wow original prototypes before I like put the design, you know, in the computer and started having them manufactured in downtown Denver. And I've met the people who make those. So it's a real like intimate company in that way. You know, for a running apparel company, everything is made locally. Everything's ready to ship. It's literally like in my garage, in my basement. So, <laughs> and everything is designed real intentionally just based on my experiences as a runner and the feedback that I've heard from just my customers. So, you know, a lot of listening and a lot of just focus on what would be helpful to runners running year round outside. Those are the kind of conversations that lead me to make design choices. And someone said it's not me, but somebody really cool said that design like good design is compassionate and that's really what I come back to when I'm thinking through a good design because a compassionate design a good design solves a person's problems and that really doesn't change with trends it's kind of a constant what are human problems what are human runner problems and how can I address those I love that, Sarah. And right before this interview, I went to my closet. I'm like, you know, how many Vander jackets do I have? I couldn't actually remember. I have one original. I have two Denver line, and I have a vest. I realized so I've got four. And if you, for the big ass runner herd that maybe is newer to the show, if you follow some of the herd members, you'll see like Kelly Fane wearing one. Kelly Modica's got one. Sadie's got a couple, I think. Or Unstoppable Mo. So you'll you'll see them on Instagram if you follow any of the big ass runner herd members. So talk to us a little bit about that, Sarah. So you you know you said it's compassionate because it's it's solving issues. It's functional but also beautiful. T- tell us a little bit about some of the things that you've designed in your jackets. Yeah, I think one thing that stands out to people immediately is that I do the front pockets of the jacket kind of different. They're kind of a cutout piece right at the natural waist. Um, so this is going to be hard to describe if people don't go look. But go to VanderJacket.com and you'll see what I mean. 
there's kind of a cut out piece right at the waist that allows for two deep pockets on the front. And the reason why I started making pockets like this is for two reasons. One, I'm kind of like a rectangle shape. And so <laughs> it's just super flattering. Like if I can make the illusion that I have a waist, I will do it, you know? <laughs> and so like that was kind of the vanity behind that shape. But the function has really like made it something that I stuck with over the years. And the function is such that like every person who has a phone, not everyone runs with their phone, but the people who do, you're running with like such an expensive computer on you, you know, every step. And if you're like me, you're going to fall. Like you're going to have days when you fall and trip and you don't want that computer to fling out. You, It has to be deep in a pocket. So it has to be a safe pocket. And then also when I'm running in the winter, it'll be interesting to hear if other people have this experience, but it seems like the more miles I put behind me, like on a long run, the less my fingers work. Even if it's not terribly cold, if it's kind of cold, like my the function of my fingers doesn't work very well. And I wonder if that's just me, but I just know that as the miles kick off, I can't work a zipper at all. Like, do you have a problem with this death or is it? Oh, yeah. No, well, if there's anything like functionality, like tripping, yeah, working, hand, yep. all that applies to me for sure. Okay. <laughs> so I wanted to make a pocket without a zipper that you could just slip your hand in and like grab whatever you need, you know, for that reason. So those are the pockets on a Vander jacket. And I always do a back pocket in the same way. I like to put one of those soft bladder like hydro flasks filled with water in the back pocket for a long run. It's kind of a minimal approach, but it works. And if your Vander jacket is kind of like snug fitting, it will just like hold the water in place. And it's just a simple solution. You don't need any kind of like hydration system or anything really. And then also on my jackets, I always do a watch hole and a thumb hole. Again, it kind of comes back to the, the technology piece that people are running with watches and and they're gorgeous instruments. And then it's such a bummer if a stupid sleeve is just covering it and you can't get to that data. So I always do a watch hole on both sides. I used to just do it on the left side. And then my husband, who's a lefty, said I was discriminating. So And I'm a lefty as well. So that. thank you, yes, oh, yeah. <laughs> to Matt for <Okay>. that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And then this year, I started encountering people who wear two watches because apparently, like, the Garmin and the Apple Watch calibrate things differently. I've met probably 10 people, just like at race expos, who run with two watches. Interesting. So this was news to me. Yeah. And then I always do a fitted hood as well, one that won't blow off your head. So you kind of have a jacket that is all-inclusive. So it, it kind of has a, a hat for you, kind of has these gloves for you. And as the temperature changes or as you heat up or cool off or it starts to rain or it starts to get windy, you can adjust, you know, flip off your hood, put it back on, your hands are covered or not. And then I always do reflective as well because 
most of the year I'm just out there running in in the dark and that's kind of scary but the reality is like that's my time to run with my family and our schedule so I always get up to run in the morning and it's usually dark most of the year so I always have reflective on the front and back and I think Sarah what I love about the Vanderjet you just described all the great functionality and, and, and that's all true the functionality is made for a runner built for a runner but what I think makes your jacket stand out is the originality. And I think what why trail runners love your jacket so much is I, I do feel like of the running community, trail runners are, are unique and they have their own <laughs> style and, and like like to stand out sometimes, sometimes don't. So talk to us about, because I'll be honest, I wear your jackets more for fashion than I do even for running because they're so beautiful. Oh. And so talk to us a little bit about about that, where you get design cues from, just the design process. Yeah, for sure. Well, Jeff, that's like such a compliment that you would wear them for fashion because I have to say there's a lot of trail running gear that most people would reject as a fashion piece. Oh, yeah. No, um, most of it. <laughs> yeah. So it's good to be like loved for the style as well as the function. And yeah, I think that's important. Like, if you're spending a, a lot of money on something well-made that you hope to run in for a decade or more, which I hope my jackets do last that, they, I try to make them with that in mind, it should look great. It should look really good to give a runner confidence and kind of be an identity piece outside of running. I totally believe that running counts as your real life. And so that's, that's worth enjoying what you're wearing while you run so you know it's interesting that you say so many different trail runners have their own style it's so true and i just started sponsoring a trail runner um, a local trail runner named travis lavin and he's got his eyes on the leadville 100 and you know it's been interesting working with him well actually he's going to be in your neck of the woods pretty soon at the rattler 50 in austin oh cool yeah, in November. So it's been interesting to work with him and hear his feedback because it's kind of a maxim in the design world that form follows function. And that's definitely true. He had me started making some shorts for him that had like, I'm telling you, Jeff, they're like, how do I want to say this? They were kind of familiar to me as a woman. Because they were like super high-waisted shorts that he had an idea for that had kind of like a yoga top like women have been wearing for a while. And he wanted something like super high-waisted for these trail runner shorts that he could like fold over and like roll food into. Oh, (laughs) crafty. He's got his own waist belt built into his shorts. Yeah, and I think... We've probably all seen pictures of like Courtney DeWalter and stuff putting hot dogs in her waistband and (laughs) that kind of thing. Her basketball shorts, yeah. (laughs) Yes, yes. And so it's been interesting to just hear like kind of the pie in the sky dreams of another trail runner about what clothes could be and how they could function in a long race. And that is exciting to me because, you know, I, I'm Vander Jacket. Like, it literally in Dutch means of the jacket. Some kind of Dutch-English mashup <laughs> language. 
And, you know, I haven't been focused on shorts at all or anything. And just sponsoring Travis has forced me to kind of think through things in a new way and take a stab at some shorts. And, yeah, that's good for me. You know, it's good to be pushed. It's good to be kept on your toes in running, but also, like, as a designer, too. <laughs> Love it. And we're yeah. we're in mid-ish October when this episode drops. It's getting cooler in Texas, thank goodness. But I know yes. it's really getting cooler in in where you are in Denver, Sarah. So people need to start thinking about jackets. Talk to us a little bit about your fall line, what what you've got, because I, I would love, and we, we have you on because we, we love what you do, but I think it's, it's such a value, too, to the big-ass runner herd because your jackets are beautiful and functional. Talk to us a little bit about what you have coming out this fall. Yeah, so we have, currently we have, five styles out for men in our Denver micro line. We have every kind of color, blue, blue, green, gray, brown. We have some brown jackets, uh, browns kind of coming back in, which is fun. And, um, you know, orange zippers. And these jackets have all the function that I mentioned, but some are more heavy than others. If you're living in a real like kind of a colder place and you want more of a wind block type, I would recommend our style 18 jacket. It's gray. It has kind of a yellow ochre zipper and some green sleeves, but it's kind of, it's not a neoprene, but it, it has a thickness to the fabric that is wind blocking and it feels great. It's super lightweight, but it does block the wind. If you are living in kind of a place like Southern State, Arizona, Florida, Texas, where you're not going to have as many intensely cold days, I would recommend our our Style 16 jacket. It's striped. It's a real classic, like, sporty look. It's going to go with a lot. And what's funny is that when it comes to, like, if I ask a teenage boy who's out for cross country which jacket he likes the best, or if I ask my dad, who's like nearing 70, they both choose the Style 16. It's striped, and it's just a classic look. Oh, that's awesome. It's a little bit lighter weight. Yeah. And then for women, we have three styles out in the Denver Microline. But I'm heading to L.A. soon to source some remnant fabric there and maybe get some more styles going. Right now, we have like a light blue, an indigo blue, and then a beautiful like cheetah print which is what i like to run in awesome by the way sarah's dad ran for nike back in the day so he knows he knows his running style even at 70 (laughs) even at 70 years old yes (laughs) well sarah if someone wanted to take a look at the at the jackets where's the best place from i imagine vanderjacket.com yes vanderjacket.com absolutely instagram's also good but we don't sell as much on instagram that's more about like what we're doing in our design process and what we just made today. But banderjacket.com, we ship anywhere. If if we're not set up to ship to Latvia, shoot me an email and I'll <laughs> set it up for you. Big demand. <laughs> Get ready for the demand in Latvia. Yeah, I I am prepared to ship to Latvia. So you could be Latvia's runner number one <laughs> to have it. a Vander jacket. <laughs> Well, Sarah, we so appreciate what you do. We go at the show. We just we love not only local business like what you you're doing. 
we love businesses that are focused on the running community, but we also love great people doing awesome things. And so thank you for what you do and the design and care. And if, if you go on VanderJacket.com, you'll see these are, these are pieces of art. These are, you know, handcrafted, a lot of thought and care and love put into uh-huh. it. And they'll last, they'll last you, like you said, Sarah, you're really your whole running career, hopefully. So thank you so much for what you do. That's the hope. Thanks, Jeff. I am always amazed when I get a call from you that you want to talk again, because I love talking with you <laughs> and I love your show and I love how you bring people together, runners together. So, Well, like, like I always like to say, this community is amazing. The Big S Runner Herd is amazing. You're one of them. And so thanks so much for hopping on and, and hopefully I'll get to Denver soon and we can have lunch. I would love that. We need to. Awesome. Well, thanks, Sarah. Yeah. Okay. Take care, Jeff. Well, one of the things we love to do is to give shout-outs and kudos to the big-ass runners out there just making it happen. And this week, we have one of our very own. I want to give a big shout-out to the one and only Stephen Pritt. Steve and I ran a race a couple of weekends ago called Knob Hills. We ran it last year. We wanted to train for a night race. Last year it was a night race. And Stephen DNF'd. He it was three loops of I think nine miles or so. I think it was a 30K. And he had to pull out after lap two. He started getting the chills even though it was super hot. It was during the summer. And he was not happy and wanted to get redemption. And he came back this year with a vengeance, did the half marathon, and came in second. Second male overall. Steven ran an amazing race, got redemption, revenge, whatever the right word that starts with an R is. Steven, proud of you. You are in awesome shape. Steven's in probably the best shape I think I've seen him in since I've known him. He's just crushing it. Way to go, Stephen. Hi. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> it's Marcy Baser. <laughs> and sound effects by Timmy Time. Ooh, what's up? <laughs> Both giggled like fifth grade boys with that little fart noise. Yes. <laughs> I'm offended by fart uh, noises. Really? No. Yeah. No. So. They're good. They're yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, a guy. Hi, guys. <laughs> yeah, let's change changing the subject. Allison uh, sneaking ooh. in for a cookie. We have cookies today. Heck yeah. From the big ass runner studio. If you, by the way, if you're in the Dallas Fort Worth area or even traveling through here and would like to join us on a show, oh, that'd be, yeah, that'd be cool. Well, Marcy, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Jeff. How are you? I'm doing well. My voice is finally healed after um, two weeks ago. I lost it shouting at the football game. Did it help? Yeah, they won because of the way I shouted. Due to your shouting. Yes. Uh, they could hear me. They kept looking back at me. Like, what, Coach Jeff? Yes, exactly right. <laughs> What's the boss man saying? What does El Jefe want to do? Well, that's throw uh, the ball down the field. <laughs> All right. Score. Good, score. Good idea. And Timmy Time's here as well. What's up? Timmy Time. Let's, let's make sure you're official. 
Oh, there he is. There he is. Oh, no. Never does. Never does. Well, we're excited to have Marcy here because if you've not listened to the show before, first of all, go back. Start at one. We'll see you in a couple months. <laughs> Come catch this up is episode, to us. Can you believe this is episode 115? My goodness. That's this a lot of episodes. This has been going on yeah. a minute. This Remember the first one was at our house, wasn't it? It was at your house. Oh, I forgot what you used to do it at our house. We did. Before the studio was created. Before you got all rich and famous. Before we got the big ass studio. Yeah. (laughs) Big Big ass ass studio. (laughs) Well, it's a a donkey. Ass is not a dirty word. That's not a dirty word. Hey, I do have to, I don't want to interrupt, but last week when I was. But singing. He's going to. Did you hurt your voice? No, but you guys made me say the B word. <laughs> That's true. You did. <laughs> yep. I know. What is that? That gum hauling oats. <laughs> They're so nasty. They're so dirty. <laughs> so yeah. nasty. They're so terrible in concert. And terrible in concert. <laughs> you haven't heard us say that once. You're gonna hear us say yeah, it a hundred yeah. times. They suck at concert. Uh, terrible. I'm afraid you're gonna get a letter to the big ass studios from yeah. them. From I hope their so. Sure, they can come on and not. try and redeem themselves. Oh. That would be the first time they've ever engaged someone. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, I they heard. certainly didn't do it in concert. No. Uh-uh. Hey, there's a there's an audience out yeah. here. Yeah. Hey, and also Jerks. all the listeners know I cannot sing. I think I'm better than Hollow Notes. Oh, you're <laughs> what do you mean can't sing? I think I'm better than Hollow Notes. You're fantastic. Yeah. Me, 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 Did me, you put uh, oats in your pocket? Yeah, he's such a little man. He's walking down the hall. He's tiny. He's tiny. <laughs> Well, go back and listen to all the Marcy episode. We do different things from, t- you know, last time you were on Marcy. Yes. Was the greatness of the cheap ass stuff. Oh. And the fake jacket ever. Duster meets uh, eight mile hoodie. <laughs> Rocks, man. Yes. The photos we shared on Instagram were a huge hit. <laughs> Of you modeling such <laughs> the smelly jacket, you like to call it. Smelly yes. coat, smelly, smelly coat. Hey, so I got home after that. Yeah. She made me wash the back of my truck out with soap. Yeah, that was horrible. Yeah. It was it was the truck. Uh, he had manure it, in it one time. It was the truck. It was the truck. I think it was the dollar store jacket. <laughs> yeah, the studio just cleared out from that smell a couple of weeks ago. We had to bring someone in to bomb this place. <laughs> that jacket's the bomb. That's oh, what is. the bomb that's is. What, that's what the bomb's about. <laughs> well, if you haven't listened to Marcy before, she is a pre-runner. We're trying to con- convince her. Two years later. Two years later that running is not stupid. Not stupid. Because she likes to say. Running is stupid. We disagree. <laughs> that was actually not even her. That was from two years ago. Running is stupid. Yeah, she still thinks that. Yeah. I think it's stupid for me. Well, oh, okay. There there you go. Go. So she's defining yeah. it a yeah. little more Yeah, running more is closely. stupid for me. Yep. I think it's great for you all. Yep. <laughs> all y'all. Yeah. Yeah. All y'all. <laughs> all y'all. So over the last two years, we've had Marcy guess different trail racing terms. We've had her do different things. We've got Marcy's cheap-ass stuff. Today... What are we doing, I have, Jeff? List, I have a list of thirteen races. Okay. These are these are ultra races from around North America. Okay, and I'm going to give Marcy the title because she's growing in her knowledge of. Ultra oh, running. that I am. She's going to talk about what this race is all about. Oh, they're themed. Oh, I didn't even yeah. know races were themed. Oh, yeah. oh well, you're going to you're going to theme them for us. They're about to get themed. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So this will be fun. This will be okay. fun. Some of these are are fairly famous races. Some of these are. Less famous, but they're okay. all about to be themed. They're all about to be themed. Okay. Are you ready for the, yeah, I... for the challenge? 
Yes. That well, this first race, <laughs> this first race is actually happening when we're recording this this <gasps> right weekend. Now? This weekend, yeah, oh. like in three days or four okay, days or something okay. like that. Who can even know? I don't even know what day it is. I don't know. So, t- Marcy, tell us all about the Bear One Hundred. Oh, the <sighs> Bear One Hundred. They let out these one hundred bears to chase you down, and oh you think gosh. you think your time's good. You don't even know how good your time's <laughs> going to be in the Bear One Hundred. It is. Well, let me just put it this way. You don't want to come in last. <laughs> it ain't going to end well for you out there, but that is the Bear 100. So as long as you're in 99th, you're okay. Well, there's 100 bears, and it mm. just depends on if they can take down multiples of you down there. I mean, you just want to just not be in the... You better hope there's a lot of people in that race, yeah. really. Oh, I see. You're, there's 100 bears, not 100 runners. No, there's 100 bears. 100 bears. Oh, I, I just got worse. Yeah. Bears. See, I, I thought it was going to be like a naked race. Oh, oh B-A-R-E. naked. Of course you yeah. thought that way, too. <laughs> <laughs> that is 100% where that Timmy Time's head exactly. went. Exactly. He's like bare-bottomed. Yes. <laughs> bare-bottomed racing. Uh, also scary. Also scary. <laughs> yes, that would be... You combine the two, oh, oh that would be bad. Awful, I don't want to get awful. Bit. All right, so there you go. If you're running the Bear 100, good luck to yeah, you. Run fast. Run fast. Faster than the next yeah. guy. Yeah. This is not about endurance. It's about survival. That's right. That's right. Well, we've learned a lot already. Okay. Well, That's you're welcome. Good. So race number two is the Hard Rock 100. The Hard Rock 100. Yes. I'm pretty sure we went to that one. And I think it was around the Hard Rock Cafe. Mm. It was the one where you had to go around 100 times around the Hard Rock Cafe. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah I believe. Well, you, you're making the rules here. All right. Well, that is the one <laughs> where you have to run around the Hard Rock Cafe 100 times. Like the so, restaurant? Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> but you can't get dizzy. You can't stop. Some of us will just be sitting in the center at the bar. <laughs> Guess who some of those people will be? I will Bossy probably, yeah, I'll up. be right there. <laughs> That's the Hard Rock 100. Do they still have Hard Rock cafes? Oh, yeah, we uh, stayed in one. Yeah. You stayed in one. Yeah, they have hotels like, uh, in oh, Mexico. Cancun. That's true, in Vegas, right? Yeah, in, Cancun, in Mexico, too. Really? Yeah, it was nice. Okay. And they had lots of dessert bars that Tim really enjoyed. Oh. They had the, uh, the, the gelato. Uh, gelato. I love yeah. gelato. He ate gelato like 22 times a day. It's Seriously, fun. I probably had like four or five times a day. It's yeah. healthy. Yeah, it's healthy. It, well, yeah. it was an all-you-can-eat situation. There's fruit. He, he put them down in the gelato. And there's nice. fruit, fruit flavoring. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Just pretend you're eating fruit yeah. and your body will think it's fruit. Exactly. So the Hard Rock 100, I'm, I feel like I could, I don't know if I could do that. 100 times is a lot. Without getting dizzy Without getting and falling down. Dizzy, yeah. There's a lot. What's the square footage of the Hard Rock? Like how well, far is it? Well, it depends. Like are we doing the one down in Dallas? Probably not all that much. If It just depends on where we are. Are you inside or outside? Oh, definitely inside. Oh, oh it's inside. inside. Oh, it's okay. inside too. Right. Yeah, you're kind of like just running around like, inside Because there's the a Hard Rock casino too. But you can't take the ho- the like, the like elevators. Oh. You can't take the elevators. Oh, you have to use the stairs. You got to use the stairs. Okay. okay. Yeah. Well, I think their their sign up just went up. <laughs> like their registration numbers just shot through the roof. All right, so that's the Hard Rock okay. 100. What about the Broken Arrow Sky Race? Oh, the, the Broken, broken Arrow, Arrow Sky, Sky Race. Race. 
Things could really go badly there, <laughs> really go badly. I'm thinking possible tightropes up in the trees kind of situation. I mean, not the whole time because that would be stupid, mm -hmm. but just part of it. So you're up in the sky, you're running on a tightrope, you're getting over to the other side of the cliff. So you're stepping on some of them and you're barefoot. Nice. Barefoot, so you got to be careful of the broken arrows. Oh, man. Yeah. That sounds like a fun uh, race. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I would do the hard rock a tight, 100% for a tight sure. Wire. <laughs> There's a tight wire as well. So could you use the arrow to for balance? Oh, sure, like, but do you know, know what an arrow is? It's broken, is? though. Yeah, it's oh, broken. I'm thinking like arrowheads. Oh, arrowheads. Uh, <laughs> that makes, makes more sense, sense now. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes it's just making sense up here in my mind, and I don't always get it out right. That is a, a race I'm not sure I want to do. I'm not good at balancing <laughs> on a tightrope. Me neither. Barefoot. <laughs> I think it'd be easier barefoot, though, don't you? Yeah, but man, it Should would hurt. Grip it would, with it those would, toes? I guess so. I think I'd just be hanging on and yeah. going hand over hand on this. Remember that poor guy that was running barefoot at the last one of the last races what? we did? What? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he ran yeah. barefoot completely. Like grasslands. We're, we're not talking like zero drop Why? shoes. We're talking barefoot. Why? Trying to strengthen his feet. Isn't it rocky? Yes. I think it's called grasslands. I don't think it was grassy. the first time he'd done it, though. Yeah. I think he had callus and such. He had a lot of blood on the I end of the race. I don't yeah, really like, know uh, what to say for him, but I think he'd probably good. He would be good runner in the Bear One Hundred. Sure. He would <laughs> yeah. also be good. <laughs> he'd be really good at the Broken Arrow Air thing, whatever that one is. <laughs> sky race. <laughs> yeah, Sky Race. He'd be awesome at that one. I'll let you know what else he'd be getting. Okay. Because I think there's going to be a lot. There's of a lot more to choose yeah. from. Well, yeah. what about the Squamish 50? The Squamish 50. <laughs> the Squamish the 50. The funny thing about the Squamish 50 yeah. is that was a typo. It was supposed to be the Squamish 50. And whoever put the stuff out, they're like, you know what? It's going to cost way too much money to back out of this now. So we're just going to go with the Squamish. And Ted over in marketing has never heard the end of that crap. <laughs> the Squamish. Does it he really still have was. A job? No, he's totally out. <laughs> he's they gone. bring him up at every Christmas party. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when Ted made that typo? Oh, that fool. We're the Squamish ever since. But yeah, it was supposed to be the Squamish 50, but. <laughs> So what is the Squirmish? The Squirmish 50? Well, <laughs> they, the they 50. totally had to change it. They were running through all these disgusting things. It was kind of like a, what was that show you used to oh, watch? Fear Factor. Fear Factor, yeah, yeah. You had to run like, like there's a whole area that was a pit of worms. And, you know, by the time, if you're like the 10th person through, I mean, they was just squished down. It was just <laughs> disgusting. What, there was a dog poop area. Oh, oh my! I know. Not the dog I poop know. area. There's like even a, like a little swimming section of. I I think it was urine, but I'm not sure. It smelled <laughs> like it. It was pretty bad. I think it was pig urine. That's all, folks. <laughs> so yeah, that was the Squamish 50. But once it changed to Squamish, it didn't make sense. So they took those things out of the race. I have a lot of questions. One, one <laughs> do, you need, of them, do you have some follow-ups for that? <laughs> yeah, one of them is how did you identify it as pig urine? <laughs> <laughs> She's got a good sniffer. Of, of all that, I, I don't know why that stood know, out to me, but it, it did. it's very, very specific. Yeah, it'd be gross if it was human. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I we, mean, you don't want to get that in your mouth. No. That's, wow. <laughs> How true that is. How true that oh is. Oh, my well, goodness. If you want to run the Squamish, what was used to going to be called the Squirmish 50, uh, let us know. All right, you ready for the next one? Sure. Poor Ted. This is just, yeah, Ted. Cool. 
The Christmas. I can't wait till this year's Christmas I know. Party. We're going to rip Ted out again <laughs> every roast. year. Just roast him, Ted. Ted. <laughs> uh, this next one is just uh, five letters. Oh. M-I-W-O-K. Miwok. M-I-W-O-K? Yeah. Miwok. What's that about? Oh, my goodness. The Miwoks. Were, they were part of the Weewoks <laughs> in the beginning. And once again, somebody was all about themselves, myself, myself, and it turned into the Miwok from the Weewok. But um, so it was just like a Star Wars theme to begin with. Like and a Wookiee? Wookiee. Okay. Or no. Ewok. Ewok. There's there where go. I'm going. Thank you for getting me on that mm. one. So it was a Star Wars theme. The biggest problems were the lightsabers. People are not jumping as high as we thought we would over them, and we've lost a few limbs on it, so we quickly changed it um, over from that because of the lawsuits. <laughs> now they're using Nerf, 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 uh, Nerf whips. Yeah. yeah, it's not the same with the Nerf, but I mean, we're no. still doing it. <laughs> so they went from real lightsabers. Mm-hmm. People were losing limbs. People didn't now- even know those things were real, but yeah. they are, and we had them out there. <laughs> It was it was intense. Once again, all of the races that we put together, yeah. they were pretty intense. Oh, that sounds like this yeah. one was very. You're yeah. losing limbs. Yeah. Well, I'm no longer a race director. Yeah. Um, I don't know why. Way too many lawsuits between the bears and the the late lightsabers. It all goes and, back to Ted. Yeah, damn Ted. Ted <laughs> has screwed up pretty much everything. He really so it was did. it was we walk. We walk, but I thought they yeah it was e walk. It was Ewoks. Ewok. <laughs> And then me walk. Yeah. And Ted. It was once again Ted. It all goes back to Ted. It all boiled down to Ted. Well, this is a Ray. This next one, and by the way, that was amazing. This next one was one that we just talked about because this is the race where Coach Greg and Steve connected through Coach Greg's voice. So here we go. What is the Grindstone 100? The Grindstone? Similar to the rhinestone cowboy. <laughs> doo, doo. Uh, the grindstone. Well, all I can tell you about that is apparently it's some sort of buddy race because that is where... Uh-oh. <laughs> You're, what? Were you going to say something? Nope. Oh, no. Okay. Nope. I thought he was going to jump in and help me on this one. Um, all right. So the grindstone, Coach Greg, what he told me about it was that it is a buddy race and everybody has to make a friend out on that trail. I mean, he did it. He did it. He, he, did he succeeded. It. He and won. And I think he was also autographing at the end of it, if I'm not, due to being noted on the Big Ass Runner. Because he's a famous podcaster. He's a famous podcaster on the Big Ass Runner. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Makes Does, perfect sense. Do you think the yeah. grindstone has anything to do with uh, that movie with Sylvester Stallone and Dolly yeah, Parton? Rhinestone, for yeah, sure. It's one of the greatest. That is what you're ever. saying, right? Rhinestone, yeah. rhinestone, cowboy. I think that is that's from that movie. Oh my gosh, oh my Sylvester Stallone's voice that? is like silk. It is like silk. Uh, yeah, if yeah, like butter. It's. <laughs> I don't know where to go from here. Honestly. I don't either. A, but a grindstone one. I didn't. I didn't see you. Are going you with saying the, grindstone or rhinestone? Grind. Grindstone. Like a rhinestone cowboy. I didn't know it would end up being a buddy race. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely a buddy total race. Sense. Well, because that's what Coach said. That's true. Yeah. What coach verbatim. Yeah. Verbatim. That's true. That's I true. quoted him via you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know where we're headed next, except 
that we're headed to. None of us do, Jeff. Ready for this one? (laughs) We'll see. What is this race about, Marcy? Bighorn. Bighorn. Yes. Oh, my goodness. The best part about Bighorn is you, whoever finishes the giant horn at the end that you get to blow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but then everybody spits in it, too, as they go by. <laughs> and the last person has to drink it. It's so nasty. It's the Bighorn race. That's it disgusting. is awful. Oh, it is. And with COVID, oh. man, that just brings on a whole nother factor. I mean, because we all assume we're not sick until we find out later we're sick. So. Hey, you're yeah. not sick until you are. So yeah. the big horn is just as a race with a big horn. And At when the you end, finish, you spit in it. Well, the first Whoa. person blows it. The first person yeah. blows it, and then after that, everybody else comes by. It kind of looks like a giant, like ram's horn. Like right. it's a okay. real, yeah. real horn. It's not like just a brass horn or something yeah. stupid. It's a real horn, and everybody else goes in there and spits in it. And whoever comes in last has to drink. Don't it. be last. Don't, so don't be last. You know Again. what? In every race, don't be last. Again, You're gonna eat, get eaten by a bear. <laughs> so yeah. So Marcy, I have a lot of questions on this one as well. <laughs> okay, there's a little so Q and A. Does the spit accumulate from the blowing of the horn? No, no, because that would blow it all out, Jeff. Think oh. about it. Think well, about it. But yeah, but I, you know, when I watch someone play a trumpet, there's always spit. There is, but everywhere. not as much as they have to drink in this race. It's a full like some people. It's like, like a gallon. There's like loogies. Oh they're oh spitting. There's all the. You know things. what? I was going to sign up for this, but no, not anymore. I wouldn't. I mean, you just don't want to be last. That's it. You know what? That there's no hikers that ever sign up for this one. <laughs> Never. No. That's Never why we train. That's why we train. Yeah. This is an elite yeah. runner only. Apparently, oh, that helps you going. Well, there's the big horn. I have, man, I did not know that's what that was about. <laughs> Me neither. What about this next race? These people need to know before they sign they up do. what they're getting into. I tell you what, this is a service to runners everywhere. <laughs> this, this is why running is stupid. <laughs> this is a, this is a service. I can't believe you'll do this to yourself. What is the uh, what is the Sinister Seven? All oh, about? the Sinister Seven. Oh my gosh, I didn't even think we'd talk about it today. We so there's to. well okay I mean the only reason I'm not sure we should is because the legalities of a lot of things that go on during a race you know I mean we're not really supposed to talk about it but it's similar to the Hunger Games oh yeah wow. so there's some assassins in about seven different places okay that are shooting at people with live bullets <laughs> whoa yeah live rounds. I know that. live, live rounds? rounds live rounds people it's oh, happening it's happening. Yeah, the sinister, the sinisters. It's it's a toughen. It's, it's a kind of like the purge. It oh, is. Yeah, yeah. Okay. One of those. It's like it's life or death in this race. And the funny thing about that one is, it doesn't really matter how fast you are. You could be number one, Ooh. or you could be anywhere in the pack, and you could get hit. Oh. So it just kind of. It, it kind of keeps you puckered and running. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> no one's stomping at the aid station. No. Oh, because no. you're a sitting duck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know how easy it is to shoot somebody just sitting there in the chair and joining a powdered donut or what have you? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. So let's, don't, let's don't do that. No. Let's don't do that. I didn't think we were supposed to talk about it. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we won't. We, we, this won't. It looks like three people. Yeah, maybe you should take it out. Yeah. <laughs> What about the Golden Gate Dirty 30? <laughs> Pass. <laughs> I don't think we can air that. <laughs> we can't talk about it. I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> why don't you give us what it's uh, what, what that's I don't know. That's what the I'm Golden asking. Gate Dirty 30. Yeah. <laughs> I'd assume it's in San Francisco. Uh, oh, it's definitely in no. San Francisco. Yeah, without a doubt. But the Dirty 30, it's, I just don't think. Is it should. a mud run? You tell me. <laughs> 
It's dirty. It's dirty. I would assume. It's yeah. probably the mud run. Yeah. yeah like the obstacle race. Mm-hmm. Something like that. The dirty 30. Mm-hmm. I like I'm that not, name. That is a great yeah, she's, name. She's definitely yeah. not going. She's I'm not, not going touching that one. Well, I'm this not next touching one, it. This next one you might know a little bit about. This next race is called Labor Pain. Labor Pain. Tell us about that one. Oh, that's a good time. It's uphill the entire way. Oh, no. Uphill. But the cool thing is at the top, they give you an epidural and you just run down <laughs> and you just roll and you roll and you roll. And it's I mean, a lot of people get hurt on the way down. Because they can't but, feel their legs. Oh, they can't feel anything at all. They're just rolling and rolling and rolling. But... You know, you don't really feel it until later. Yeah, so oh. later there's a lot of broke, broken things, a lot of scratched up things. But the labor pain, it's 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 tougher than you think because you're thinking I only have to run half of one. Right. But you do also have the option up there is have, having a wheelbarrow. Oh. So wow. like your friend could put you in the wheelbarrow and like push you down. Oh. It's faster. Yeah. But as you can imagine, with the speed also comes a greater possibility of injury. <laughs> I bet you they have helmets. No, no, no helmets. Not wow. even allowed. Wow. This it's like an '80s race. <laughs> no, no helmets. No helmets. <laughs> there were no helmets seat in the belts. 80s. That's true. No helmets. No safety. It's every man for themselves. So this is an all. '80s race. It's an '80s. It, well, that's when it was developed, and they just haven't changed it. They haven't updated anything. <laughs> okay. No I like safety it. precautions. I don't just playing Journey the whole. Another race. time, yeah. Another <laughs> another race. I'm probably not going to sign up for now that no, I know more about it. No. What about the superior fall? The superior fall. The superior fall. Well, with the superior fall, basically the whole thing is filmed. Like you can't really see the cameras. Oh, and it, cameras. there's hair, and it's you know you're running. It's like a regular trail. There's some rocks. There's some hills. There's some. I don't know where the hell else is out there, but there's a lot of stuff on those trails. I'm sure, but there's a lot of hidden cameras, and so at the end of that race, it's not really about who wins with speed it's whoever fell and the best fall so at the end of the race they put the like top 50 falls up there and everybody gets to vote (laughs) i mean nine times out of ten it's a scorpion fall that wins just because i mean there's nothing i've done one myself yes i've heard about yeah yeah so there's nothing on a scorpion fall that's a crowd pleaser usually takes all but that's that's it you know what? That's what I could probably do well at. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. I'm going to sign up for the superior I fall. I fall a lot, even just walking. So. <laughs> yes. Well, don't, yeah. we, don't it, we all? But you have to be superior. That's true. Yeah, and you get voted on your fall. Yeah. So we're making sure yeah. it's a good one. Yeah. Well, I've, you got to love I've hurt. Some good ones. Mm-hmm. Two more, Marcy. You ready for this? Okay. Let's I mean, do it, there's Jeff. so many good options now. I don't know. How, how, there's only so many races I can sign up for. <laughs> and live through. And live through. What about the quest? For the crest. What's that about? The quest for the crest. This is of all the races is the most normal. You're just trying to get to the crest of the mountain. So, but the quest, the part of that is, I believe I only saw part of it once. I got bored and didn't stick around because a lot of it is like a Harry Potter theme. Yeah. And I was like, I'm too old for that. Anyway, so with the quest, there was like these little, like a treasure, almost like a treasure hunt. So when you're running, you would find a little something that gave you like a little where to go next. Oh, a clue. Like a clue. Yeah. Thank like you. The Barclay Marathon. Like the Barclay, yeah. Oh, do they do that? Is that well, a real it's one? Kind of like a page. You have to find a page and yeah. 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 So it's similar to that. I didn't even know that was a real thing. Plagiarism. <laughs> there you go. Well, it's it's a little less known. It's yeah. a little less known. So they'll probably get in trouble for it one of these days. So yeah, that's the quest. See, all these years, I thought this was a race about people with bad teeth. <laughs> <laughs> all right, last but not least, 
This is a race that uh, I know several people have run. What is the cruel jewel? The cruel jewel. Oh, and cruel she is. So the cruel jewel is um, there is an emerald. Whoa. Yeah. I mean, it's a big deal. At least that's what we're telling people, that it's a really big deal. And when we talk about it, you know, we spread our fingers really far. Like it's a big emerald. Yeah. Like romancing the stone. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Is it green? Yeah, it's an emerald. So it's definitely green. (laughs) 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 They all are, Jeff. (laughs) Don't don't you know anything about emeralds? (laughs) But, you know, it's it's similar to the quest where it's more of an, not just an endurance race, but you also have to use your head and your heart trying to figure out where to find this thing. Head and heart. And... Once you find it, you know, the joke's on them because that thing is tiny <laughs> and we can't afford it. It's not like we're making a lot of money on these. That is cruel. I know. Oh, it's now the I cruel see what's jewel. Here. Yes, yes. Ding, 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 yes. ding, ding. And the entry fee is pretty high. Oh, well, that's the funny part because they really think they're going to find something cool for that $200,000 they think they're going to discover this ginormous They think they're going to retire, yeah. I mean, what they really find is like a pebble. Basically. I mean, not even a pebble. I mean, (laughs) mean, yeah, it's, you're not going to break your teeth on it. I'll just put it that way. But (laughs) Ted, once again, he, Ted, Ted, when he put that thing together, it looked huge in all the brochures and stuff that we put out for that race. So he, I mean, he did have it really close to the camera. So a lot of it's just perspective. It really was, yeah. 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 Well, I don't know. I'm gonna sign up for this one either. I, I don't because the race fee is yeah, pretty high. It's steep. Yeah, Two hundred grand. So it's like grand. the ROI is not quite there <laughs> for this one. Grand. You have to save up for that race. Yes. Well, of all those races, Marcy, which one would you think you, you're going to sign up for? Oh. We're going to get you. We're going to get you on the trails. Oh my. God. The Goodness. Bear 100, you think? Maybe the, no. the, the Grindstone 100? Maybe perhaps the uh, Sinister 7? I, I feel like I might do best in the Sinister 7. Yeah. Honestly, because any of them that losing is a pretty bad deal in most of them. And it's kind I, of that way. I feel like the odds of me losing in any of them are pretty strong. Except so. for the Superior Fall. Oh, that'd be a good one for you. I could you. win the Superior yeah. Fall. Yeah. Okay, there you go. True. I could win the Superior Fall and Sinister 7. I can hide and look like a bush and <laughs> nobody would find me. And I do have a skill set that in um, a whole outfit. So, oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. An yeah. outfit. Yeah. Well, this has been very informative, much more so than I even imagined. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's Marcy Bezos. Nice job. Bye, guys. <laughs> Well, believe it or not, that is the end of episode number 115 of The Big Ass Runner. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you so much for everyone who was involved in this episode to Ben Mead for that introduction to the great Sarah Vandernoot for joining the show and doing all the amazing work and just being a great person. To the great Stephen Pritt for his amazing second place performance 
out at Knob Hills. And of course, to Marcy Baser and special guest Timmy Time for the fun and funny. I don't think I'll be able to think of those races the same. Oh my goodness. And of course, to our audio engineer who makes this sound so good, it's Steve Shake and Bake Saunders. Well, with that, get out there, hit those trails, and keep running your asses off. So you're going to enjoy that. And in episode, and in segment number two, this is all improv, improvational, whatever the word is. Be fun. I don't know mm-hmm. why this music just stopped. I've never even mm-hmm. heard it go that long. I didn't know what happened at the end of that. <laughs> I know. There's a little riff there <laughs> going on. All right. Sweet. Uh,